five words for you that remind me of you and it's kindness, it's patience, it's honesty, it's accountability and it's love. How's everybody feeling? It saved me doing this podcast in a way that I don't say lightly. Like I was not in a good place mentally. Can I be honest? I suggested that for that very reason. For you to understand you're never, you're never alone. Who in this room feels lonely? Raise your hands. The acceptance of what is is the first step to any type of transformational change. There has been times where I want to validate what I feel my own sense of manhood is. I know you can see a version of me that's this, but I don't, that's not who I am. I'm not, I'm not that thing, I'm not that thing. You are a spirit, you live in a body, and you have a soul. Spill the special. Now streaming only on thinkedenmedia.com. Hey brother, how are you? Hey, not too bad my bro, how are you doing? I'm good man, it's nice, this is the first time we've actually directly, just straight away started recording the second we got on the phone, which is actually a nice organic balance. (laughs) It feels quite spontaneous, nothing planned, Yeah, man. totally on the fly. I'm good man. Yeah? Yeah, yeah man, Um, I'm good, I've been been prepping some work, I've been um, just trying to stay in a nice sort of calm space taking everything one day at a time. Um, how about you, man? Much of the same. Much of the same. Um, the the kind of, obviously, the moment has kind of settled in again with everybody. It kind of feels like, you know, you're back in the normal of kind of the lockdown experience, in quote. Mm, mm, so mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, wicked. Um, the daily thing is okay. The classes are cool. The mentoring sessions are good. Um, and it's just kind of uh, those pockets of time for yourself, yeah. And and being um, aware of them, if that makes sense. Because there was a couple yeah, of man. days where I didn't have them, and it was only like the next day I really felt the balance shift, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I need yeah. to keep that at the forefront." Does that make sense? One hundred percent, man. I've, I've found that um, as soon as I start trying to think of the finish line, this becomes a lot more difficult in terms of the awareness of how uh, restricted we are and really taking it one day at a time is kind of a cliche to say but like taking it literally one day at a time and and waking up and being like what should I do today and just today that will be good for me (laughs) yeah Um, it's been really really nice actually for sure because I think it's that thing where we all you kind of want to keep busy because if you keep busy then you have less time to think about what you're not doing yeah yeah for sure and what we're not doing is the stuff that we really want to be doing. So it kind of spirals and it, it's it's good to be busy, but as long as it's productive busy mm. and not busy to the point of distraction. Mm. Mm. Because when you're distracting yourself from one thing, okay, that's cool, but you're completely missing something else that you actually need. Mm. Does that make sense? Fully. And it's like, I think you can only kind of get to that point. Sometimes it feels like the next day, like the day after. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm kind of totally where you are, where it's it, like, I am in my nature. I'm always looking to the finish line because like the fit, the finish line to me is just like, okay, cool. once I get that done, it means I can start the next thing. But sometimes you can lose the, the, the necessity of the process within it. And I think that's what you're alluding to that even break it down even 
smaller than even a day, like literally being very intentional about every step. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I've been really getting into like active mindfulness. So I've always, I've always been engaged in that. Not always. I wish I had always. When I was a kid, it would have been more useful. But like in my yeah, adult years, yeah, I've, been, <laughs> I've been more into it. And um, like I have a bit of a routine that's like meditate before bed, meditate in the morning, like take a moment before getting out of bed to just sort of be present in the room. But like, as you said, extending that into like making it the your default setting to constantly bring yourself back to the present moment. It's yeah. so interesting, man. Like I was, even like you sit and eat breakfast and my like default setting is like I'm wolfing my breakfast down to get onto the next thing so I just get my day started. I like slam the eggs in the pan like as quick as I can, like do everything as quick and as erratic as I can to get yeah, to the uh, next uh, thing. Whereas yeah. there I just sort of sat and like gently took a bite of the omelette and was like, oh yeah, this is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you like, like I, have that eureka moment, right? Honestly, it's like, oh, I'm actually, oh yeah, I'm like, um, this, is, this is happening right now. And, uh, like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it's a whole. It makes the day feel a lot longer doing that because you're actually here for it. You're not just on autopilot. Yeah, it's interesting. Did you question? And this is completely linked into what you said, even though it's going to feel like it has nothing to do. With it. <laughs> you, you ever seen the Sky One series, The Flash? No, I haven't. Is it good? It, it, works. it works it's fine it's fine it's just fine it works but you obviously know the premise of the flash right sure, so sure. this guy can move at supersonic speed what I am really um, I'm, I'm something that I really want to us to get across and for people to understand about what we're saying is we are completely understanding that <laughs> As much as we'd like to unpack every second of life as the present that God gave it to us as, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't possible, man. <laughs> and the and and I'm mindful of like I, I want I, I want everybody to understand that it, it's like it's a fair balance in the terms of what we're saying because there are some people whose lifestyle is a hundred miles per hour, and the reason yeah. why I gave. The, the example of the flash is that this man to the naked eye moves at a million miles per hour yet in the consciousness of his own mind from what he's doing because of his gift everything's mm. in slow motion Lucas mm. <laughs> I have no idea how you pulled that analogy out of what I said but, 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 that's, but, you, but, that's but you see it though right but you see <laughs> you're so stupid man's out here like juggling <laughs> <laughs> No, but honestly, Lucas, that whole Sherlock thing happened in my head when you were talking. I was just like, oh my gosh, he's talking about the Flash. Because there are some people, no, 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 but Luke, there are some people that will hear the conversation and just on the basis of words, they'll, they'll, they'll read it based off of eyesight and not mm. insight. Mm. The ability to comprehend within the moment, to discern the underlying truth. We all have capacities that mean that we have to live our lives at different paces at different moments. Mm. But it's your ability to extract what you need out of that moment, no matter how fast it's going. And to be able to understand the comparative of the flash allows us normally to be able to contextualize it and to be like, okay, Mm. because there are some people that that's just their life. And it's yeah. being able that even though it's moving at that speed, the pace that they have almost causes a counter reaction where they move in slow motion because they're in control. Yeah, or rather than control, that. because they're managing. They're within the construct yeah. of managing. Yeah. 
I hear that. I hear that. It kind of, it's interesting. I had, a, I had a conversation with a friend yesterday, um, an amazing painter called Kelly Briggs, who I love. Um, big up Kelly. To, big up, big up Kelly. I'm Can I get some canvases, right please, brother? <laughs> Honestly, she's incredible. Um, and uh, we're talking about the sort of hmm, the sort of ingrained thing of, of being, I suppose, an artist or a creative, um, yeah. and how you're sort of pulled to because if that. That is the ultimate conclusion. What am I trying to say? Let me speak clearly. The thing of being an artist and the ultimate conclusion of success, quote unquote, being an element of wealth and an element of, I suppose, sort of fame, because yeah. it's a very public facing thing. Or, or you know, it's, it's, you need attention for it to be propagated, for it to continue, right? Mm-hmm. And how the sort of juxtaposition of those two things, of how you're pursuing something that um, for you is very personal and. Um, deep and important but there's the element of it that's kind of vapid and you're kind of afraid of so walking in into this kind of fire sean's looking mad comfy right now just man just man just man just changed position and lay down looking so comfy i did it and i did it on such a stealth he moved so gently you should have seen how gently he moved the mic i I didn't want there to be any (laughs) atmospheric noises let me just get right back into camera shot as well. Man so looks see at peace right now. Rest. Oh, Lucas, you just taken it to another dimension, so I had to just find balance. Well, maybe, maybe I should lie down, bro. I feel like if, hey, I, if, we, if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go therapy. Let's go to therapy, bro. Let me do, do what you gotta do, player. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh lord, that was beautiful. We need to start filming these, bro. Anyways. Oh, we are. Don't worry about Oh, we that. are. We are. Of course Coming we are. Soon. Coming soon, baby. Coming soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Like, but just that sort of thing, what I've recently become really as excited as I am about like the trajectory that I want my career to go in, I yeah. suppose as an actor. And it sounds so pretentious whenever you say anything about acting or maybe you say anything about this. It always sounds so wanky, but you know what I mean? Um, but it does it does and i can't you can't avoid it when you're talking about anything like, like as an actor even the sentence as an actor is like the most pretentious thing you can say for some reason it's just steeped in like well you know as an artist as a creative but anyways um, <laughs> um that like walking towards like, like you know being satisfied that you're getting more opportunities but equally being terrified of the sort of attention not terrified being can you help me finish my sentence please <laughs> say it what start start it to your social. start it one more time and but can i start with this because of because yeah. of the multi-dimensional gifts that you've been given you're not actually an actor acting is just one of the things you do thank you that's, that's so clarity i just, I, 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 just, I just wanted to undercut your pretentiousness because you're not pretentious and so there are mm. some people that need that to validate who they think they are based on their projection. But because you understand purpose through persistence and meaning, it's just one of the things you do. But yeah, as you were saying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Tim. Man came in, picked me up off the ground, dusted me yeah. off and said, no, crack on. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were flying together and I saw you drop below the clouds. So I wanted to see what you saw. And I was like, all right, cool, let's have a cup. <laughs> That's oh all. lord I love these so much you have no idea but I love these so much man honestly it's making my week um, just, I think they I, changed I think my job. life <laughs> as soon as you lay down I said okay 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 we're good <laughs> I just, 
I'm a big I love kid. you, man. <laughs> just get comfortable. Okay, anyways, let me get back on track. Right. What, what I was trying to say was um, the sort of juxtaposition of pursuing a career that at its end point results in a massive loss of anonymity um, and an incredible increase in resources financially and and literally. Um, yeah. And that being... Hmm, that being almost as frightening as the satisfaction that comes with getting to do the work is. Yeah. So, so the, the balance is almost perfectly tipped where it's like, I'm scared of this thing and I love this thing so much. Um, it's really strange. I think that's where a lot of people get lost in entertainment and uh, artistic endeavours where that balance, where you're, where you're not aware of that balance, perhaps. Yes. I don't know. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah, of course it does. Do you... Do you um... Can I expound on a lecture I was listening to? Please do. Um, I was listening to a lecture by a, a very um, a very deep and insightful man called um, Dr. Miles Monroe. And um, Dr. Monroe was talking about the basis of what media is and what he had done, even with um, the constructs of his own personal ministry and even his business dealings and everything else. Mm. And he said something key. He said that what a lot of people miss within media is that media is derived from the word mediator. Mm. So a mediator is merely a person that passes a message between two parties that uh, don't have the capacity to talk to each other directly. Mm. We mentioned this on episode two, I think. So within the bounds of what we do, at any point, that's why I said it's not who you are, but it's one of the things you do. Because you are an information carrier Mm. or a carrier of expression within um, a translatory kind of situation. Mm. So what you do in that position is that the reason why I feel you're more built for the success um, and the rigours is because you're never going to step into that situation and believe that it's about you because you understand that you are merely the flow through. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. when you realise you're the flow-through, you have no problem stepping outside of that position when the two parties want to talk directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only the person that's convinced themselves that they are essential to the conversation that has a problem leaving. Does that make sense? Fully, fully. And that is it. That is it. So you... So certain jobs will come to you and there'll be certain things that you won't be willing to do and there'll be certain things you'll be like, oh, no, nah, it's, it's cool. And for another person, they'd be willing to change their whole life. Mm. Why? The projection's different because the purpose and the meaning is different. You go into your job knowing it's not about me. Yeah. That's, that is, I think, the key to it, actually, is remembering that... I'm going to stop caveating these with saying it sounds pretentious because I don't care, actually. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. Um, that remembering that any artistic expression should be an act of service, in a way. One hundred percent. Well, not in a way completely. Like 100%. If, uh, it, it's, it's it's to the, the attempt is to move someone or to show a mirror up to society, as they say. Like as soon as it becomes about you, first it's not any really good, and no one cares about that. And secondly, you're vastly missing the point. <laughs> it's supposed to be a residual gift. 
Yeah, yeah. Because you are in the position you're in because there is something within you that someone's seen that is going to appeal to the masses. You didn't put it there. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you're there trying to basically get interest on a loan that you took out. Huh? <laughs> Banks like raw. I didn't, I didn't sign that. You, they they give you a loan, and they say, "Don't worry about it. Just just use it well. Don't even pay mm. us back. Just use it well. Let other people benefit from it." And then you want to tell the people who then who need it from you, and you got given it for free. The raw ability of it, you got given it for free, and you're now charging interest. Oh, and then when your season of processing comes. You're wondering why there ain't too many agents of change floating around. Mm. You need to go back and undo some of your dealings in that first original agreement you gave when you started divvying out the, the loan that you got given for free. Brother. Does that make sense, Luke? Hear that, hear that, hear that. And it's about the irrigation system within, because then what it allows you to do is to go into the position with pure intention, just ready to play your part and then diminish. That's where most people have a problem in our industry. They, they, they never want to diminish because you get so used to the sunlight. I know, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, bro. <laughs> but here's the thing, Luke. We, we're not in it for what we can get out of it. And where I'm blessed is the situations that really look after me that flows from the head down. Mm. So it's almost like God gave me a custom-made environment. He's like, listen, I know what you're like, you know, Sean. You're a bit different. So, <coughs> you know what? <coughs> I have a plan for you, little crazy, you know what. But <laughs> I'm going to go put you in a constrained environment that allows me to understand the flow through. So I never get caught up in the projection because even that which lays above me never gets caught up in the projection. So I would be breaking ranks in order to get <laughs> what most people go into our industry for, which would then look weird. And you know me, Luke, I love uniformity. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Purpose isn't something you capture. It captures you. But you can aid the process by being available and investing in your gift, purifying the intention of its use every day. Because like your gift, purpose leaves traces. Love, light, and pure intention. Spill Volume 1. Available on paperback. From thinkedenmedia.com. Well, you also like... It's something I really have always valued about you is that you really respect your own privacy. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I mean that in, <laughs> I mean that in the sense of, I mean, I feel the same, like not really trying to be at the social elements of the industry, really and truly. I want to do the job and then probably dip home and have a herbal Please. tea, bruv. <laughs> like I'm not trying to... <laughs> you know when people come to your house for dinner or for vibes mm. and the vibes is left 
last scoops of the plate have gone. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, no left, brother. Um. <laughs> it's at that point I'm singing, Shalom, my friend. Shalom, my friend. Shalom. Listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But at the same time, that that a lot of that is to do with our nature. A lot of that is to do with our nature, and it's one where I had to, <laughs> I had to get better. I had to get better mm. because I realized, in a weird way, I was making the moment about me. Yeah. Without meaning to, I actually realised in a subversive way, I was weirdly making the moment about me because everybody's there apart from you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so it was then huh. finding the compromise, which is really co-promise with a silent M, <laughs> that says, let me be there, and then when I am ready to go there is the mutual exchange of understanding that I, I came and I, and I meant that I came. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's not about coming and people feeling you and knowing that you don't want to be there. No, it's about being there. Yeah. And I yeah. also realised that there was something really beautiful in that after show or after flow reaction that was, that was very pure that I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, cool. And so there are times when you know, you know, I'll sneak away and just get back on the bus or I'll go to my hotel room or whatever. But there are many more moments. And it's also, I think, to do with comfortability as well. Mm. There's many more moments where I love being around the guys, man. Yeah. Because I think time and experience allows you to, to be vulnerable. And when yeah. you're only vulnerable when you feel comfortable with the company you're with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I had Does a big that lesson on that um, completely. I had a big lesson on that on the on the last job I was doing, the show I was doing. Like, I've never loved a group of ten people more than than that ever. To the point where I was like, "This is absurd." I kept telling everyone, "I was like, I love you," all. and they were like, "We know." <laughs> 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 I was like, "No, if you don't get it, like, I love you. I like, I want to spend all my time with you." <laughs> they would have been whispering in corners, "Is he all right? Is, is he like, good? He's is not. He has he has he heard any? <laughs> he's not heard any bad news. He's like, it's not." I love, I love you all so much I love Lucas you all Lucas was just going to tell everybody um, I may not be here tomorrow but I just want you all to know I love you all so much and, um, this been... no but it's necessary. that was semi me it was semi me man I feel when I'm like everyone who knows me closely knows that I'm all about telling people I love that I love them all the time it's necessary it's so let necessary smell the flowers let them smell yeah, the flowers sure. when they're here to smell it I have, I'm, I've like a one of my greatest ambitions in life is especially with my male friends is to be able to just be like I love you, and it not be even a little bit like yeah yeah I love you too like yeah, obviously break that down. Mm, well, I think man, I think it's as simple as in, in. Firstly, from the age of six seven, boys are told, yeah, all right, you're, you're too old to cry now. <laughs> and in which case, oh, well then, and you're not offered any alternative means to process how you feel, so you instantly start shutting down everything that you've been experiencing. Um, everything you are experiencing and and when you feel anything you sort of think oh that'll pass and I'll just I'll just persevere through that until I feel yeah. differently kind of like how we spoke last week about how happiness is a mood and not a you know not a um, uh, not an end point so in the same way like I think you just sort of crack on and I, I know I did that for years and years I remember I, did, I didn't cry from the age of like I don't know like 8 to 14 probably and then when I did it, like I had to teach myself to cry again 
partly wow. for acting. So I was like, oh, I want to be able to actually be present. So like, I was like, if I can get used to crying, I'll be a better actor. And then as a result of that, now I fucking weep for everything. And it's good. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's beautiful, man. Like, I, I feel a lot. And there were years in the I middle of that. that word, weep. It's such a great word. It sums up exactly what isn't it? Weeping. Man said he was weeping in it. Sorry, <laughs> and um, so yeah so on, on that basis I think emotion becomes an antagonistic element of existence for boys 100. from a really early age if you, if, and, and a lot of men have strange relationships with their fathers and I think that's just a generational knock on effect of the same thing going back and back and back yes, um, um, so I think it's that man I think that's why I remember like the first time I started I was like 14, 15 I used to walk home with my boys and I'd be like, all right, boys, love you on the way home. And they'd be like, what? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fam, what'd you say? Bro, <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. Bro, and I, I used to get all like red-faced and hot, but I was like, nah, I stand by them and I do. That's, that's revolutionary. <laughs> now you're, you're a 15-year-old revolutionary, bro. I'm like, wow. I mean, I thought I was on stuff at 15. Now you were really, you were in these streets. <laughs> I, know, I wasn't enjoying it either, bro. I was like, it felt like a duty. <laughs> no, but that's very deep that you had that level of open consciousness at 15. Because mm. there's so much chemical imbalance going on in your body at that point. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get into what you said in the beginning. I think our first models have a massive effect on the way we then execute the first parts of our adult life. And for those of us that get understanding and are able to look at it and go, OK, cool, actually, I want to change this and still have the courage to go and find the help to do it. Mm. I think you find that. And I think there's also the other side of the coin where you've learned to cope with it for so long and your environment has now molded itself around what you are and what you're not strengths and flaws mm. that you just try and manage it in the best way and then when it does rear its ugly head you maybe just brush it under the carpet because no one wants to deal with it because it's yeah. been going on for that long and so i think that it's important to deconstruct love as a weakness when it's the greatest power yes 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 i've never stood does, by anything does, anyone's ever said does that, that make sense it is it's so important to change the perception of what it is because perception has an impact of what you think is not only possible, but what you are able to see. Mm. It's no random series of events that the biggest killer of men is suicide. I think it's down to 40. Bro. That statistic could be wrong. And that roots from hopelessness. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hopelessness is rooted in non-belief. Non-belief is rooted in wrong information. Wrong information is perpetuated by negative repetition. Mm. We may need to write a book on this because I didn't expect (laughs) us to work it out. Not work it out. That's that's such a pretension to say. But I didn't expect us to... to, Well, yes, I did because we're... To outline. Bro. And so it's getting back and even now changing the repetition to create a new habit. Mm. It's, why I'm, it's why I'm excited, I think, down the line to have kids. Because, man, I'm going to oh, fill oh, them up with love. Lucas. They're going to be loved up hard, oh, man. Lucas. Hard. Oh. oh, Lucas. I feel sorry for the world. <laughs> uh, your kids are going to be dangerous, bro. Brav. In the most beautiful way. Brav. <laughs> dangerous little eats. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to be their dad and I'm scared, bruv. I'm here. I- Every day I'll be like, Jesus, please take the wheel. All of it. 
if my hand looks like it's creeping anywhere near that thing, slap it, slap it away, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard, I've heard from each your friends how you were when you were nine or ten. So Lucas. I can't imagine. I Lucas. can't imagine. Lucas, <laughs> Lucas, you might see me on ITV News at ten. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. These kids will be at the back, in the back garden uh, calling down fire from heaven. It's going to be crazy. Brother, it's going to be crazy. I can't wait to see it. Just be at a safe distance. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, brother. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll live a few streets down still, just in case. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just check out your back window. About right 11 o'clock every night. You'll see something there. Yeah, Sean's kids are out again. Let's, let's, go, let's go inside, kids. <laughs> no, but it's that thing where I think we're we're moving into that stage where you you get ready for for you know next moments yeah. and um we're very blessed in that the the constructs of family and support that we have around us are very strong mm. and when there is imbalance we have that support system to be able to very quickly look at it mm Whether well that's gone sorry but on on that note what's interesting is that despite what i said about saying I love you to my male friends when I was 15 or whatever. Yeah. I couldn't say I love you to my brother or dad, really, until this year. Which is, I mean, there's a lot to unpack in that, for sure. Like, Well, you and, live and, with and those not, guys, though. That's what it is. And, and, it's the, um, and don't get me wrong, it's not that there was any sense that that wasn't the situation. I'm, I'm very loved up in that sense, and we're all very like, close in that way. Emotion, you know, like, there's so much love there. But something about saying it, to the, the men in my immediate family, felt like a vulnerability that was f- like far vastly outweighed saying it to my friends, which is interesting. So I think, I think it's, um, and it's, a, it's illusory because now that I do it, it's like, why, why, why didn't I ever do that? Um, but it's, I think that's, you know, that's just another layer to the sort of toxic masculinity. I wanted to, to use that phrase. But, no, 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 no. But here's, here's, here's the difference. And I think I don't want you to be so harsh on yourself. The reason being, oh, I'm not. I don't. There yeah, are th- yeah, yeah. there are things Sorry. within the journey. No, no, it's all good. There are things within the journey of your family life that are wrapped up in joyous moments, hard moments, and in between moments that were directly um, executed by dad and brother. Involved them. They stood by in some element. Now, with because as men, we don't sit down after every situation and have like a hash out. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I actually really rate women about. Like, sometimes to us as men, it, it, it seems futile because there's no logical beginning or ending. But what they're doing is they're releasing the carbon. All of it. Yeah, yeah. All of for it. For sure, for sure. Because that's what we know as venting. So they get it all out. That might happen two or three times. After that, it's gone. And they can be best friends in a month or they'll just be like, right, I don't want to see that person ever again. And that's that done. Yet we will be cool with a person that we hold something for for 20 years, Lucas. Serious, bro. Be at weddings, baby showers, five aside. (laughs) And you got all kind of feelings in your heart for this person, you know? Mm. And the reality is we never give ourselves the moment to open it. So the reason why it's happened recently for you is because you've got to a place where you're like, oh, no, everything's on the table. Everything's getting sorted. Everything. Yeah. Oh, brother, everything, everything. And Lay so it all the out. minute you were ready to deal with the administration of your heart, it was easy to give everybody their paperwork and their dues. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you knew where everything was. That's the realest. That's the realest. You knew where everything was. 
It was heart cleaning. That shit ain't comfortable either. What about that's comfortable? That shit ain't comfortable, bro. It will make you feel a way because you are dealing with things that put the reality of your breakages in front of those that you have projected to the most. Mm. Because there are certain things within our characteristics as males that is almost like default setting. And only until you kind of know how the system works can you decide if you want the default setting or if you want to go and customise that. Sorry, bro, as you were saying. <clears throat> no, bro, I was going to say, <clears throat> have you seen the film Start Up? No. But Jack O'Connell. Long story short, about a young man in prison, to mm-hmm. put it simply, um, with a bunch of other young, aggressive men. And there's an amazing scene. There's a counsellor. He's, tra- he's doing the Lord's work by trying to go in and talk to these prisoners <laughs> and basically have them, like, have therapy sessions, group therapy sessions. And obviously these men don't really want to talk about anything. Um, and there's an amazing scene where it sort of kicks off between these guys in, in, the, group, in the group chat. Yeah, yeah, in the, in the group discussion. Kicks off between these two guys in the group discussion. And um, they're sort of squaring up and, and the therapist's in the middle. And he's trying to sort of talk them down and be like, how do you feel right now? You know, do you feel angry? Do you feel like you want to hit him? Like, why do you want to hit him? That kind of thing. And, um, and like, eventually he sort of talks them down and Jack O'Connor's character sit down, sits down, the main character sits down. And like, they're still raging. And he's like, oh man, he's like, I feel like a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and the therapist goes, so do I, every day. And I was like, that, that's, that's speaking massively to what we were talking about longer, where it's like, Wow. Processing that, accepting that it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm angry. And that's the point. Like, yeah. To, to, yeah, man, it's a beautiful scene. I recommend that film deeply. Luke's, and, and I want to call it here, based off of what you said, acceptance is the first step to true deliverance. We must first accept what is in order to be able to perceive, to construct what should be. Once you can do that, we can create a new world. I love you, brother. Love you more. <laughs> love you more. God bless, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. Letting love exist in love should be the greatest aspiration of our lives. Be it your romantic love, your friends, or your love of collecting niche, rare coins, or whatever weird, wonderful little things you do, you weirdo. Because the intoxication of love isn't a masking of the real world, but rather it's a waking up to it. Love isn't a numbing agent, it's a stark and aggressive reminder of the fact that this precise form of conscious experience is finite and fleeting. Spill Volume 1. Available on paperback. From thinkedenmedia.com.